That was beautiful. That was awesome. Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, my amazing fellow empire builders. I <laughs> am so excited to have this guest on for you today because holy moly, this guest has helped transform my momentum like nobody else ever has. <laughs> and this is one of the things that before I, I introduce who this guest is it, professionally, I got to backtrack this in that <laughs> Summer has been my growth friend since HPA in September, which uh, for those of you who don't know, that's High Performance Academy. And as a certified high performance coach, I get to go twice a year to these amazing immersion, immersion events with Brendan Bouchard. And I met Summer at this event and I asked her to be my growth friend, which felt kind of like <laughs> I was proposing. But <laughs> I, I was, I just knew that aligning with this girl would be one of the best decisions that I could make for my life and my business. And I can't tell you what a treat you are in for today <laughs> to get to know her. So Summer Scalero is the owner of She Lives Holy Company. She is, it. That, and <laughs> I have to... <laughs> <laughs> See, I pop my, my peas when I mess up because of my husband being a voice actor. That's what we do when we edit. Oh, how funny. <laughs> <laughs> Let me begin again. Summer Scalero is the owner of the She Lives Holy Company, the woman's wholesome lifestyle brand and personal branding company on a mission to help modern women create a business and life that they could only dream of. Summer is a brand strategist, educator, and business bestie to aspiring and current female entrepreneurs. She is the founder and instructor of the Shepreneur Branding Academy, the female entrepreneur's ultimate training to clarify, grow, and monetize their personal brand online. And she is a freaking rock star at it. Summer has an extensive knowledge in the field of entrepreneurship, online marketing, and personal branding. And as she has built her own successful brands and businesses as a holistic health coach, natural food chef, and an inspirational influencer. And she is now rounding out her holistic brand by becoming a Pilates instructor. Yay! And after my own heart. Summer is passionate about teaching other entrepreneurs the exact strategies she used to build her brand and her raving students' success in the Shepreneur Branding Academy is proof that her framework works. And I got to tell you, this girl is amazing. So Summer, <laughs> welcome to the show. I know we talk every week. But yeah. No, we don't talk every week. We talk every day. <laughs> we talk every single day. <laughs> I love it. We have our voice messages. And I mean, you just fill my soul. You make me so happy. So can I? I just start by saying that was the best or the best intro I've ever gotten in my life. Thank you. That was, I feel amazing. This is confidence boost from you today. <laughs> Always happy to help. So <laughs> what really got you started in this path of entrepreneurship? Yeah, good question. So it all started, I was in the women's wellness field. And so I feel like a lot of us in the health industry kind of start with our own, we're trying to heal ourselves. And so that was no doubt my story. I um, struggled with disordered eating and I kind of just went on this journey to kind of be like, okay, I don't want this life anymore. I know that I'm holding myself back. I know that I want to eat like a normal human being again. And so that's kind of how I started realizing, hmm, if I'm going to start eating like a normal person again, then I might as well 
eat healthy because in my irrational mind at the time, I was like, if I'm going to start feeding myself, then I'm worried I'm going to blow up and gain all this weight. And so I was like, I've got to eat healthy. And then that comes with its own challenges because that's the orthorexia conversation. And I definitely went through that, but, um, I got into, um, into culinary school and it was a healthy culinary school. And so that was super fun and exciting. I would post my recipes on Facebook, my personal Facebook account each week. And what ended up happening is I started a food blog and then one thing leads to another. I kind of realized, okay, food isn't everything because I'm still not fully well. There's the mindset, there's the body piece. Um, it's a holistic um, aspect of health that I really adopted. And so I kind of came to the conclusion you know, I know that I'm missing some stuff. I'm going to study to become a holistic health coach. And that led me to basically becoming this resource for women who was just this wellness, I guess you could call it, um, educator. And I kind of started the Instagram for it. You know, I had, I started social media accounts for it. And what ended up happening is a lot of people were like, you don't have a nine to five job. You seem so happy. Like, how are you doing this? And I, I kind of was like, how am I doing this? This is pretty cool. Not everyone gets to say that they literally do what they love. And so I kind of sat with that question and ultimately what they were asking is how did you build your brand? And so I, I sat with that and I realized, Oh, hmm. Uh, this is really the step-by-step -step that I that I took to build this brand and then the Sheepreneur Branding Academy was born. So SBA is where I now teach other people to do and to make their career what they're really passionate about as well. Oh, I love your story because I know you and I have a very similar past with mm -hmm. disordered eating and I really think like that was for me my story of how I got into personal development as well and kind of stumbled upon my own path of of healing myself through entrepreneurship in essence was I became a Pilates instructor like you're becoming now yes and <laughs> it was actually um I actually was the one who recommended Pilates that you Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. I, I remember when I met you at HPA, first of all, I just have to mention when I met Kim at HPA, she was in like the high heels, the sparkly skirts. And I was like, I want more of her every day. So when you asked me to be your growth friend, it was just like day made. Yes. I, I need this woman in my life on a daily basis. Um, but yeah, you told me that your career, you started, you had been a Pilates instructor for the last 10 years. To be quite honest, it just kind of went over my head. I was like, cool. And then I realized my mom started taking Pilates and um, my mom has the, the replaced two, two replaced hips and the knee. So she's not able to do movement um, or exercise for the last several years. She's been unhealthy in that way. And what inspired me is like, I personally had a pretty messed up relationship with the gym because I would use it for punishment. So whenever I did go to the gym, I was like, I ate too much today. I've got to go run on the treadmill for two hours until I throw up and die. <laughs> and, and so same thing. So you're not alone in that. Yeah. <laughs> and so I realized like there, there's a way to make fitness fun. And then, so for me, I mean, when you told me about Pilates, I, I didn't know what that was. I thought it was just on a mat. I did not know that there was like reformer Pilates too. So I definitely attribute you making known what Pilates is to me. But once I tried it for myself after that first class, it was game over. I was like, this is what I'm missing. I have the nutrition piece down. You know, I've studied personal development and, and health coaching. So I know it's, I need to be a lifelong learner. I'm not saying I know everything, but um, what I didn't ever study or know much about was, was fitness and the anatomy of the body. And so that's where I'm at now. It's really exciting. <laughs> I, I love that. And I know your mom has been such an inspiration for you to really take it to the next level. And I love that you, you made that connection to really take that, that part of you that needed that extra connection, that extra knowledge too of fitness to really round out your own personal mm -hmm. brand. So can you tell me a bit about why branding is important and how you build a holistic brand? Yes, absolutely. So actually as a kid, I always wanted to be a teacher <laughs> and um, I realized that I'm still a teacher in a very different way, not an elementary school teacher, but a teacher in that I teach other people how to do what their passions are. So for branding for me, it's very much been um, a conversation about you, all of us listening, we are all personal brands. We're all walking personal brands, like what you say, how you act, what you do, it all is part of your reputation, which is 
that's what branding is. And so in 2018, I kind of came to the conclusion that, okay, social media is not going anywhere. So I realized if you want to reach more people then and do it on a bigger scale, then utilize social media, build your personal brand, share what you're passionate about, use your gifts. And so what I like to make known is that, um, with branding, I think at the core of it, authenticity is key because people can pick up on it now. And I think in 2018, when you, when you see someone just not being authentic, um, I want to be the kind of person who I'm the exact same in real life as I am online. And so that's really important to me. But as far as, as branding, whether you're an entrepreneur or not, you are your personal brand. And so what I do is, is personal branding. I don't brand companies. I brand people. And so, yeah, I think that, that, that branding is just, one of the most cool, beautiful things that you can really create this image of who you want to be and like who, what is the best version of yourself and how can you now capitalize on that and really figure out your strengths and make that part of what you do, especially when it relates to your career. <laughs> yes. I yeah. love that. And what a like genius bomb right there. Branding equals your reputation. Yes. Like that was so next level because connecting the two, it's like you're branding your reputation and it's also about your image is your identity. Yes. The big thing that I deal with with a lot of my clients is really stepping into that identity of who is that, that female CEO that you want to be? Who is that, that queen who has the body and the relationships and the, the life that you want? Because obviously if you had it now, mm -hmm. you wouldn't, you would have it. If you had it now, if you were that person, you would already have all the things that you wanted now. And I think you spoke to something really powerful about showing up authentically mm -hmm. as your brand. How do you show up authentically as your brand and still have that vision for that future self, that amazing woman who has everything that you want to achieve? Well, you don't necessarily. So this is, this is something that I think about a lot. If you are struggling, you should share the struggles and the behind the scenes, but not to the point where you are constantly showing up online, having videos of yourself in the closet crying. Like there's definitely an in-between and that's not, I don't believe that that's not being authentic when you're not sharing every single detail of your life because what personal branding is, is you get to pick and choose what are the subjects and the topics that you want to showcase and teach on or, or inspire through. And so... I, I'm very specific about those subjects for me, and that doesn't mean that I share every single detail of my life, but it does mean that I have, I do share the behind the scenes. And so I think that that's really important to show up, you know, whether it's video or audio, I think it's extremely important to have more of the intimate connection to really share share that kind of stuff in a way that isn't just through words on an Instagram picture or on a blog post. Um, and so, yes, I definitely think that, it's, it's really important to have a vision of where you want to go and who you want to be. But in the time being, share the journey of getting there in, in ways that, um, that other people can look at you and say, wow, she's really not, she's relatable. She's really not that different than me. She's someone who's just working really hard, showing up every day. And she's making her dream come true based on taking the action versus just like, hey guys, I made it. And, and there's all this other in-between stuff that happened before I want, you know, quote unquote made it. Mm -hmm. Like share that, share, share the journey. And people really connect to your story and your mission even more than your service and your product. So it's all about framing and, and I think that's so important. And you are so good at this. Like if you have the chance to go on Summer's Scalero's Instagram, like go, go follow her because she is so, you express yourself so beautifully and vulnerably, but without pushing that line of decreasing your credibility. And I think that's a powerful line, especially for women, because like you said, a lot of us get into the personal development world in order to heal ourselves. Mm -hmm. And there is a line, I do believe, where there is vulnerability 
and with still being credible. And then there's vulnerability where you focus on the pain point and the struggle and you kind of lose your credibility in the essence. So where do you think that that line kind of is? I mean, for me, I think it's more of an intuitive thing that you kind yeah. of have to, have to gauge, but mm -hmm. can you speak a little bit more on that? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. I do think that it is person to person and there's not necessarily a formula. It is an intuitive thing like, okay, if you know your ideal client or ideal listener or ideal um, follower or fan and you know who you're speaking to, then you'll know what to talk about and what to post about. And it's just so easy once you figure out who it is that you're talking to because then you're like, okay, you know what? my person's name is Haven. So I'm like, Haven needs to hear this today. So I'm going to share about this. And like I said, that doesn't mean that every time I cry, I'm like taking pictures and videos and posting it on Instagram. But it does mean that as I'm working through it, because like you said, if I did that, there, there comes a point where it's like, okay, this girl's a basket case. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want to work with her. She's not stable. <laughs> um, but yeah, there, it's just, it's just, it is an intuitive thing, but when it comes down to it, it's like, it's like when I work through things, because I, since I started my business, I've faced some crazy stuff with, within my family and just within like me trying to understand life and what is going on. And this is great. It's like, seriously, sometimes felt like a train hit me back a few months ago. And, and that doesn't mean that I'm sharing exactly what those details are, because frankly, that would, that would mean, and that this is the line for me. That would mean that I am now talking about other people who didn't give me the permission to talk about them. And that's not okay at all to me. So I only talk about my own experience and how I have learned and grown through it. So if something happens to me in that moment, if I were to post something about it, I would probably not be in the best brain space to be able to speak wisely. You know, I might just be speaking from, um, from emotion and not necessarily have given myself the time to really process what that thing is. So whenever I do post things and I'm very vulnerable on things, it's when I've really allowed myself to go through the process and understand what the lesson is. And that's when I share it. So I don't like to just like have these super negative posts that just end with making people feel worse and sad for me. I want to have the posts that always end on a positive note and they have the positive lesson attached. Girl, that is why I love you because as you know, like my big thing is ownership. Oh and yes, queen of ownership. <laughs> the queen of ownership here, right? And I love the fact that you said, you know, you post your vulnerable stories from a place of ownership of seeing and trying to find, and even if you haven't found it, but looking for the lesson inside that's for you not necessarily how it's affecting other people. And I can speak to this from my own personal example. Like I, when I post anything about my son, I'm not posting about like certain things that he's done or certain things that he's going through. Mm -hmm. I'm posting about my perspective as a mother and as a mompreneur and like the things that I am struggling with by, by dealing with him, but it's not, it's not, it's framed in a place of it's my ownership. It's my thing. It's not him and what he's going through and what he's processing. And so that's my line for me with, with, what I share it mm -hmm. as to him. And I love that you said that that is, it's, it's instead of it being about the other people that are in your life that could be affecting you externally, it's really taking in that ownership and, and owning your perspective of the story. So tell me mm -hmm. how you've changed from where you started on your path as an entrepreneur to where you are now. Well, <laughs> so it is, it is quite a story because I, after I graduated from college, like I, I'll make it known that in college, I did go to college. I'm not saying I've utilized my degree. <laughs> I don't think college is for everyone. I did study health in college. So I just want to start by like laying the foundation of like where I've come from. I had every intention to leave college going and getting a real job, quote unquote, you know, going to work for a marketing firm or whatever that looked like. I was fully thinking, oh, that's my path. This is what everyone else I know does. Um, and, but what ended up happening is I was just on this like soul searching journey of, like I said, healing myself. And I really fell in love with culinary school when I was in college. Um, in college, I did study health. So I studied um, 
I studied, I was a big nerd, like I said, so I kind of triple majored. I did, and you know this because I'm like such a knowledge yep. person on the bank. <laughs> so, you know, I'm <laughs> on like, the bank code, she's like high, high knowledge. <laughs> and like that for me is it sings because I'm also a high knowledge. So, we, we love to yeah. share our knowledge with each yeah. other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I couldn't choose a major. So I did health promotion, medical anthropology, and um, communications. And so when I came out of college, I was like, okay, well, what the heck am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> like, what? Um, and But when I was in college, I also studied, you know, to be a natural food chef. And I got certified as a health coach a little bit after I graduated. And what happened is I just fell in love with that field. And I was like, I have no desire to go get the real quote unquote job. And so I was like, you know what? I am going to follow my heart. I'm just going to give myself a, a little window post college and I'm just going to do what I want to do. And so for me, I really pursued the food blogging thing and the health coaching thing. And um, I did become a personal chef like right out of college for a while. I had a whole full, full service meal delivery system. I will say you don't get paid enough to be cooking all day freaking long in the kitchen and, and then going to drive and deliver. So I didn't hire a team. It was just all me. So that to me was like in that place, I look back and I realized, Hmm, not the best move um, from a business perspective, but that's like, I didn't know what I was doing. And so now I realize I can actually scale my time and money or to scale my time and make more money. And so I've learned so many valuable lessons along the way, but, um, I also will say that I, I tried to become a chef at, um, at a restaurant that I really loved. It was a healthy restaurant and that was such a bad experience, but that was also the moment that I realized, okay, this is where I'm going to go full in on, on entrepreneur style. Like I'm not going to have any plan B in my head. This is it for me. And so if you wanted me to go into that story, I totally can too. Well, I love the fact because that you and I have both been very adamant in that, well, like I at least know for me, I am the worst employee. Yes, I, I am the worst employee. I just, mm -hmm. I, I, I see things in other businesses when I work, when I worked in them as an employee and I'm like, I, I want to fix it. And I'm like, that's not yeah. my job. So I have a problem like staying within my role as an employee. And that's the great thing about being CEO. I'm like, oh, I can... I can yeah, yeah. things, and that's also the harder part about being a CEO, especially of uh, when you're just starting out as a solopreneur, and you're like, I have to do all the things. Yeah, that's and where I was for sure. But it, on it, the on the note of, and sorry, I don't want to interrupt, but on the note of being in a bad employee, that's total. Like I've had so many just random jobs that I've kept for like two and three months, and I'm like, eh, I'm out of this. Quite frankly, I don't like to be told what to do because I think. I mean, this sounds so like my ego talking, but I'm like, I think that there's a better way to do this. And I would like to tell you what to do. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's a problem. It's a real problem. But um, I'm, I'm learning that, okay, that part of that is ego, but part of it just shows that like both of us were born to be entrepreneurs and that's okay. It doesn't mean like there are certain people who are not supposed to be entrepreneurs. I'm not saying that everyone needs to be, mm -hmm. but I am saying that if, if you just feel different and when you're in a job where, you know, this just doesn't feel right in your bones, um, then listen to that. Maybe, maybe that this kind of lifestyle isn't for you. And maybe you can consider, you know, if that's been laid on your heart to become an entrepreneur. So what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've learned along the way as you've built multiple brands like your brand is just kind of evolved like Madonna which is awesome <laughs> like, it is it has gone from being holistic uh food-based healthy food and healthy living into branding and now it's kind of coming full, full circle again yeah. so what is the biggest lesson you've learned as you've evolved as an entrepreneur well, I think first, if there's anyone listening that's like, I really want to start my own thing and I'm, I just feel like, oh, there are too many people already doing what I want to do. I think what, I, what really hit me hard was this quote that said, um, the market is never too saturated. There is room for you. And so don't, one, don't let that hold you back because if the dream is in you, it's for you. I really believe that God um, that God, if he's placed something on your heart and whatever you believe in, um, if you feel this calling, then it's there for a reason and that you are capable to do it. And so that's been really encouraging because entrepreneurship is like such an up and down 
crazy ride. It's just like you are signing up for a roller coaster ride for the rest of your life if you choose to be an entrepreneur or if, if you feel like that's what you are on this planet to be. And that's how I feel. And so I know that this is part of the journey. It's just, it's going to be this up and down crazy thing. So just knowing that, okay, if this was really placed on my heart by, I believe God, then it's for me and that, that it is possible. And then the other thing that really always encourages me is that I'm not in competition with anyone else. No one else is me. And then that's my power. Like that's my superpower is that no one else can be Summer and no one else can be Kim. Like no one in the world has the exact unique sets of strengths and um, brilliance and genius and, and passions that you do. And so you can share them in a way, even if it's the same subject as what a lot of other people are doing. Like if you're a fitness coach and you, and you're sharing on this certain style of fitness, like Pilates, well, I'm going to be different than, uh, than you as a Pilates instructor because we are different and we have different voices and, and the way that we speak. And, and, and so I think that um, that kind of goes with branding is like, how, it's how you make people feel. And, and I just think that what it comes down to is it really isn't about worrying that there's competition or that, you know, you should be scared when another woman is doing, cause quite frankly, you and I are doing something very similar, but I've never viewed you as competition ever, ever, ever. I am fully like in support community over competition, women supporting women because together, together we will rise instead of like, instead of being against each other, then you're just over here alone and you're not doing anything for you. Like, so anyways, that, I think those are the two biggest lessons is that no one is you and that is your power. So just own it you know, don't worry about there being competition. And then the market's not too saturated for you. There's room. I love that because like you said, like you and I have both very holistic brands and yet we do it. Like if you compared our brands side by side, it looks to it's for two totally different audiences. Yes. And that's what I love is it really business is, is about perspective. And you don't know when, if your business is going to be the one that is going to help somebody make that click. Like maybe somebody has followed you for a while or followed me for a while and then they come over to you and then it, you're the one that has that last little tip of that mindset or that branding or that, that business tip that really is that tipping point. But they've been building on that knowledge all along. And it's like, that's why community over competition is so essential because I think of it like a safe and like, if you're unlocking a safe inside someone, you have your first like online course that you take from someone and then you maybe turn the knob another way and you, you learn another thing or maybe you hire a different coach and then you turn the knob another way and maybe you, you seek out another strategy and then you keep turning the knob until you unlock the safe and inside the safe. So it doesn't really matter. Each, each point was how you got there. Yes. And that's why community is so essential. So how have you been able to build such a massive, amazing community with She Lives Holy? Oh, well, thank you. And I totally agree with you. Um, just that realization that like, you don't have to go it alone. It's just feels so much better because, well, for me, entrepreneurship is just such a, if you don't have other people who are doing this life with you, it can be so isolating because if you, if you just look at a bird's eye view of an entrepreneur, just even just starting out, they're most likely just working from home in their PJs, like don't even have time to put makeup on. Like they're just, grinding and that's how it that's the reality of what it looks like in the beginning but so for me it was when I realized I'm just gonna share how hard it is for me like I am struggling and I feel so alone that's what that's this is the mind space that I was when I was really just starting to build um was like I I did share the behind the scenes and like I said not every detail <laughs> but um, I remember the big transition for me was when I created the She Loves Holy Sisterhood. Mm -hmm. And that is when I just straight up came out with a post that just said like, hey, I'm so struggling. Like I am feeling so alone. I don't feel like anyone necessarily understands me um, who's like directly in my city, like people that I can see face to face. And so I realized I, I need something or else this isn't going to be sustainable. I need other women who are making me feel like I'm not in this alone. So for me, like when I built this community, it wasn't just like, hey, come follow me. I have all the answers. It's like, I need you too. We need each other. And so what the She Loves Holy Sisterhood kind of was, 
um, was like, Hey, if you are a big dreamer, if you have huge goals and if you want to live this amazing, fulfilling life, um, you know, following your passions and, and building this dream career, then let's support each other in it. And, and that's what that kind of began as, but yeah, as far as community building, I think as, as long as you're really showing up authentically and even showing some, sometimes the vulnerable stuff, people will really relate with you. They'll realize, like I said, she's not different than me. If she's doing this, I can probably do it too. Let's just join hands and do it together, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I love that because you, you literally, for me, when I, when I met you, you manifest, like you were the manifestation of something that I had actually been praying for for a while. Um, I... In, in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey, one of the, the, thing, the catalysts for me, uh, because I started scaling my business when I was pregnant, mm-hmm. was I joined a, uh, a group coaching program when I was like seven months pregnant. And it was a six month long group coaching program. And people, the, the coach was like, I, I think, like, are you great? Like, yeah. by the way, you recognize you're going to be having a baby in the middle yeah. of this, this program. And I said, yes. I said, I need this community of fellow women who are doing the same thing. Yes. And I, I kept on tapping into different communities. And eventually I, I was literally praying for someone, a growth friend to be <laughs> there with me on this journey. And then it's in September of last year, like I met Summer and I was like, girl, will you be my growth friend? <laughs> and I remember asking, I was so excited when you said yes. Like, I don't know what it feels like to propose. <laughs> That was such an exhilarating moment for me when you asked, because Brendan had just gone over what the growth friend meant and then what maintenance friends meant and what old friends meant and that there's these categories of friendship, how like old friends are just friends that were in your life at one point, but are no longer in your life. And, or maybe that you can say happy birthday to once a year. And then maintenance friends are kind of like, okay, well, we'll check in, but we aren't necessarily like growing each other and, and letting, and supporting one another to become the best version of yourself. And, and then growth friends are the people that you literally talk to daily or weekly and you check in with like all aspects of life. And so after Brendan just completed talking about that, Kim looked at me and she was like, will you be my growth friend? And I just felt like I wanted to cry because I was like, this is all I've ever wanted because I, ne- I actually, even though I created the Shield of Holy Sisterhood and like I had this community the reality is it was just, it wasn't the intimate one-on-one connection. And, um, and as much as I try to start conversations and to, it's still, it's, um, it is online. And I know even you and I's calls are online, mm-hmm. but the difference is like, we're having that one-on-one attention where we can really pour our hearts and souls out to each other and help each other and really just join hands and do it together. So for me, you were just like a miracle. I can't even tell you how much you've, you've helped me. Oh, and, and right back at you, sister, because like it was, it really was this, this big shift for, for me, especially in this past uh, five months of some major transitions for both of us and yeah. some major growth for both of us and for our companies. And that has been, like, this friendship has been essential. And I think a really good point, because you and I are both coaches in, in kind of different arenas, but kind of similarly uh, would be a really uh, important topic to touch on is the difference between a growth friend and a coach. Because you and I both know the value of coaching. And sometimes on our calls, we end up kind of coaching each other. Mm-hmm. But it's it's different in the, 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 the frame of a, a friendship versus in the frame of a coaching relationship. So could you touch on that a little bit? That's a great question. Because for me and you, there's been times when you know, you'll ask for advice on something. I'll, I'll, I'll ask for advice on something. And it is somewhat like a coaching session when we're just like, but it's when it's coming from a place of friendship, it's like, okay, we're not necessarily expecting anything in return. Whereas when it's like a client relationship, we need to get paid for that. Like mm-hmm. this is our career versus like just deciding. Cause you and I are, are starting a mastermind, a female, yes. um, what is millennial mastermind <laughs> for mom from want to be mompreneurs. Yeah. And so like knowing that everyone in that group is going to have a specific skill set, we decide I am going to share this with you. Just like we're in this other podcast mastermind. So mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I have been sharing my knowledge and my skill set and you've been sharing, sharing your skill set. And the coolest thing is that it's not, it's not, it's like, 
when you're in that environment of having like a friendship or being in a, um, in a mutual, like let's help each other environment, it's just much different than you being a coach, not expecting like your client doesn't necessarily help you with like giving you skill sets. They help you in that they sometimes can mirror you. Like you realize you always learn stuff from your clients, but the, the relationship between like a growth friend or masterminds is very much like, I, I need your expertise. You need my expertise. So let's like, let's combine it and become better. A client to coach relationship is just you sharing your expertise, helping them grow. It's not necessarily like they too are sharing their stuff with you. It's not like the mutual feel, but -hmm. at the same time, I'm not discounting a client coach relationship because every time I've ever had a client, they have taught me so much and I cannot be more appreciative for all of the lessons that my clients have taught me. It's just not in the same, like I want to build you way. Like I want to help you build Kim, but my clients don't look at me and say, I want to help you build summer. That's just like, not, that's just not the relationship. Exactly. I think that there is, um, that it's kind of an instinctual choice as a coach to, to decide who is going to be a growth friend and who should really be a client. Um, and what I found is for growth friends, it's like, there's a mutual benefit. There is like, it's a, it's a masterminding each bringing each other's mindsets and skill sets to combine and then like create a a, synergistically an even greater thing. The difference is I think with, with coaching and the coaching relationship, it, it's one of, of one where there's the primary challenger or in essence, the coach is challenging the client to rise. And also the primary listener, the the client is not listening to your stuff. They're not there. That's why you would get your, that's why you have your own coach or (laughs) circle of growth friends or your mastermind Mm -hmm. because the, in that coaching client relationship, the client is always um, you are always listening to the client to enhance them. And it's not about you in a growth, in Perfectly a growth relationship. It's you both are listening to each other and bouncing off of each other. And then there's that, 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 that connection and that, that synergy. Yes. And I think the big difference is that I can tell the difference when, uh, when I'm in a conversation with somebody and I see that they have like a skill set that could enhance me or grow me. And I see that I have a skill set or something that can enhance me or enhance them. Mm-hmm. I look at that as like, could this be a friendship uh, versus if I'm in a conversation with somebody and they're like, oh, I want to pick your brain or I want to, could you like, let's go to lunch. And like, I end up being the one that's listening to all of their stuff, but they're not reciprocating or asking questions about my life or my stuff. Then that's more of a, then that's more of a relationship that really should be taken into the coaching frame rather than, rather than the uh, growth friendship frame. No, that's perfectly said because yeah, like once you're in the relationship, like you and I had already set this boundary of like, okay, we are growth friends. That doesn't mean we're going to become each other's clients, even though we'll teach each other. But if you are just meeting someone and trying to decipher, are you supposed to be, is this a friendship or is this like a coaching relationship? That's the perfect key is if they are just talking to you like, and not reciprocating or giving you any sort of advice or, um, or value back than coaching. You're, it's, it's a perfect coaching relationship. But for you and I, immediately, we knew that we each had stuff to offer each other. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So what would you say is are three really actionable tips that our listeners could do to make personal branding really simple, really fun, and really effective? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like this. Okay, first I have to mention that um, this is not on on topic, but I just wanted to thank you and just share that like these friendships like Kim and I have are possible um, because I had a I had a history of of having super close best friends like like soul sisters like tied up my hip kind of best friends who have ended up not lasting because it ended in jealousy and competition. And something that I just like, it's like literally something I can't stand. And for Kim and I, our relationship has always just been 
full support and never, we have never gotten jealous of you. I've never thought that we were in competition in any way. And so anyway, I just think that if you are struggling with these, finding these friends and sisterhood, um, then just know that it's possible. <laughs> Please and don't, don't give up. And I think also there's something to be said for going to events like in-person immersion events where you're around like-minded people. That's where you will find your tribe. Like yeah. that's where we found our podcast mastermind. That's where yeah. uh, we found each other. That's where I found clients. Like it's, it, it depends on what you're going there to seek and what your intention is. But when I went to HPA in September, it really was my soul's desire to just connect on a deeper level with people. And what blossomed out of that were some amazing client relationships and yeah. some amazing friendships that, that, that I had been wanting. And I think you got, it, it really does come down to going to where that person might be of where you want to be. Yes. And similarly, um, to answer your question about tips for branding, yes. when you are, when you are trying to attract the certain kind of client, if you're trying to build your personal brand as a fitness coach and you're trying to attract the certain person who works as, you know, um, she's, she has the nine to five job. She's super busy. She doesn't have time. Like then you're going to be talking to a very specific person. So just like when you go to these events, and, you know, you know what kind of people are likely going to be at that event, people who have their businesses, people who are really jacked up and excited for personal development. That's the kind of um, energy because like what did Brendan Burchard do to get us to both go to that event? He marketed it. And he branded himself to be this person that both of us were very attracted to his style and being a high performer. So for you and whatever your product or services or whatever you want your brand to be, my number one tip is figure out who you're trying to talk to. So this is what's called the ideal client or customer avatars, the ICA. And this is so. Summer's obsession. <laughs> yeah. Like this, is, like this is her thing. Her, like... Yeah. Girls, if you're yeah. listening, like pay attention because she's about to drop some serious wisdom bombs. So go for it. <laughs> well, this is my number one tip when it comes to branding, because if you're talking to everyone, you're talking to no one. And frankly, um, one of my biggest failures was when I uh, first launched my health coaching program, Crickets. No one signed up because I was like, I had no idea who I was talking to. I was talking to everyone. I was literally talking to like, Hey, if you're a female and if you want to get healthy, then sign. it's like, nobody feels intimately connected, like feeling that soul tug. This is for me. So now all of my copywriting and everything I do is talking to someone very specific. So an ICA or an ideal client avatar is um, where you really just get into the person's head. Um, and it could be a make-believe person. You might have to make someone up or it could be a combination of several people, you know, or little things in this person that you think she'd be like, or so it's whoever you want to serve and help. And um, you get really obsessed with them because everything you do from then on out is for them. It's not about you. It's about your client or about who you're there to serve. And so that means you know, understanding, is it a man or a woman? It, what's the age range? Um, and this, this might seem tedious and like confusing, like really do I have to answer all these questions? But yes, you do because you, that's how you know how to copyright. That's how you know to write Instagram captions. That's how you know how to write sales pages. That's how you know how to write your emails each week. Um, and it's just so important to ask yourself, okay, is she, is she married? Is she single? If it's a woman, um, does she have kids? What are her core values? What kind of shows does she watch on the weekends? What kind of car does she drive? What, what income does she have? What, um, like what's her financial situation? Could she afford a, a high ticket thing of mine? Or is she more of, you know, a lower ticket thing or like, what is her mindset? Where is she currently um, at? What are, what are her biggest fears that, that are holding her back? And then speaking to those things. And so for me, I do, like you said, I'm obsessed. So I do take it to another level where I literally ask like, okay, this person that I've just created after, you know, filling out this worksheet that I've made, she doesn't exist. Mine does not. So I'm like, okay, well I need, I wanted to feel that connection of like, I want to know what she looks like. And so I found a Google image of someone that I thought, you know, she would look like. And so I, I literally look up like, 
27-year-old, um, brown hair, blue eyes, <laughs> living in California girl. And then I found this Google image and, and I named her Haven. And I literally have her as my laptop screen. Every time I open my laptop in the morning to start working, I'm like, what does Haven need to hear from me today? And so that's my number one tip with branding is know who you're talking to specifically. And don't get worried that just because you're being so specific in your language or you're just talking to that one person, that it will literally only attract one person. It's going to attract people. Um, it's going to attract many more people who who relate with that situation and it's it's not limiting so that's that's a limiting belief is for you to think that doing this exercise is limiting because it doesn't limit you it actually makes you so much more sellable because now mm -hmm. you are being super specific um and then another thing that is game changing is a niche so having a niche within your brand the so, riches in the niche baby yeah. oh yeah <laughs> and that's what branding was for me is like once i was doing everything and just trying to be a health coach and like no one signed up for my program the first round i was like oh god this is awkward i ended up going to um, marie forleo's b school and figuring out how to online market myself and things and I, she, she's the one who taught me, you have to have a niche, like sweetheart, no wonder you're not getting, you're not getting any traffic. Like you're saying that you can just help someone live a happy and fulfilling life. Really? What does that even mean? Like no one, no one knows what tangible result they're going to get after working with you. So now that's, that's when I really focused and honed in on branding and saying, okay, after you work with me, this is exactly what you'll have. You will have complete clarity in your brand. You will be able to monetize your brand. You, you know, like these are tangible things that, that even you and I have talked about a lot, Kim. Mm -hmm. So definitely having the ICA and niche, and then also um, a vision and a why. So like, where do you want to be in 10 and five years? And like, how can you take steps? Like, how can you backwards check um, what your vision is in 10 years, then rewind five years. Well, well, then where do you need to be in five years to make sure that you're achieving that 10 year vision? And then the five years and the one year, okay, well, where do you need to be in one year to make sure that you're in alignment with getting to that five year vision? And then even like one month, what do I need to do this month to be where I want to be in one year? So having a very clear vision, understanding that it's going to change and that's okay, but um, also having a why because it's going to get hard during those years because if you're in this for the long haul, it's going to be really hard. It's going to be a roller coaster like we've touched on. So making sure that you not only have this vision, but you have a strong purpose and a deep-rooted meaning for what your why is mm -hmm. behind I, your brand. I those love are my that. top three. One of, one of the great things um, – one of the great metaphors that I like to use about around uh, an ideal customer avatar is it's like a dartboard. It's like if you are throwing darts and you don't even know where the board is, you you have no idea where you're landing. And thus it kind yeah. of goes all over the place. Yes. Versus if you have that clear, specific ICA, and if you go through Summer Shepreneur Branding Academy, which I highly, highly recommend you do, because she gets down and into the nitty gritty and into the details of this ICA, if you are really in the mental headspace and you know where that bullseye is. The mm -hmm. thing is, is that you may get your like dream ICA client and like, I mean, I've attracted mm -hmm. it and I was like, holy moly, like they, they just like whip out their wallet and they're ready to work with you and it's so <laughs> fun. But even if you don't hit that bullseye, you can, you're still on the board. You at least know where the board is. And so you can get in the, in the 30 point range and in the 20 point range and in the 10 point range, and you at least know where you're landing. And that's why that, that communication is so necessary to be really, really clear and specific with that ICA. So Summer, what is one of, like, this is one of my favorite topics ever is, failure. Like you and I both have said that the entrepreneurial world is a roller coaster. It is definitely uh, not for sissies. And <laughs> there are some epic failures that happen. I've had some many, <laughs> many. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what has been your favorite epic failure that made you grow the most? So no doubt when I launched my health coaching program, I had in my head that I was going to make X amount of dollars within one month. And I didn't even like, I literally didn't make any money at all from my first launch. And I was shocked. I was like, Oh my God, this is my career. I'm not getting a typical nine to five job because I thought that this is, you know, what I was called to and how could God do this to me? I've been putting so much of my heart and soul into this, but the reality is that failed launch. And yes, it was a failure. And there's no, I have no shame in saying it was a failure, but at the same time, 
um, it's not necessarily a mistake because I, it brought me to learn the lessons that I needed to be able to market online effectively and to know what the heck I was doing. So like I said, if I didn't um, go through Marie For Forleo's B-School, like I, I, if I didn't have that failed launch, then I wouldn't have gone to her B-School and figured out like, okay, you need to figure out exactly who you're talking to and what your niche is. Like, what are you actually selling? What are the tangible results that you are going to give them if they work with you? And so once I really learned how to online market and, and speak to this specific person and, and offer one thing instead of when you're just starting out, that's my best advice is like, just offer one thing. Don't worry about having like this huge brand because if you're in this for the long game, you can always add on to your brand. That's what I'm doing now. I'm adding Pilates into my brand. And, and I'm now, like you said, getting full circle into adding back in women's wellness and not just doing branding. So just know that when you're starting out, I feel like a lot of your audience is, is the entrepreneur, or at least that's who mm -hmm. you really like to talk to is like people who have this dream, but they don't exactly know where to start. And so or they, start, or they've started it in some path, but they're trying yeah. to drive like six cars out of the garage rather than just <laughs> taking the one and going all the way. Yeah. Oh, good point. Yeah. Perfectly said. So just, just starting with that one thing that you know, your area of brilliance is or your zone of genius, what are you really good at? What do, what comes naturally and easily to you? And what do you absolutely love to do? And then within that little three Venn diagram, you'll find in the middle, that's your area of brilliance or that's your zone of genius. So just focusing on, on that. And I wouldn't have been able to find my zone of genius if I didn't have that initial complete failed mm -hmm. health coach launch. And it's so funny because if you were to look at my Instagram at that time, I don't, I really don't remember when it, when it was exactly, but I had like thousands of followers. So everyone probably thought, Oh wow, she's probably getting so many people to sign up, but that's just not the case. So also don't be deceived by people who might have more followers on Instagram than you. That doesn't mean they're making more money than you. It really isn't about followers. It isn't about the number. It's about the quality of your content and how, how much you're speaking to the soul of a person who wants to work with you and your copywriting. So just another tip out there. Preach. <laughs> Preach it, Summer. That was like, that was like business gold. So how has being a woman really helped you in your career? How has, how has being a woman been, been an asset? Well, I really lead with my heart. And I know, you know, okay, so I'm not saying all men don't lead with their heart. First of all, can I just put it out there that I am all into women empowerment. I love, I'm team women, but I'm also team men. I have, yes. I am fully in support of a man stepping into their greatest potential, you know, whatever it is that, that sometimes there's this conversation about like, feminism putting down men i'm not about that i'm like in full support of of men too so what Girl, i want to just got goosebumps because you and i are so in alignment with that i'm like team men team women is awesome team yeah. men awesome it's There's like a, yeah. we, enhance, we enhance each other and that's the gloriousness mm -hmm. of polarity exactly polarity and there's a there's a shirt you know it's like the future is female the future is female and male. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the yeah, it's human, human, right? Yeah, it's human. And so I just, I love, I just wanted to start by that. But with um, males and females, we need to embrace our differences because the reality is we are so different and that's beautiful. We're wired differently. Our brains are just that we're just different. And, and even if a man is more of a feeler than, than a thinker, and that is possible for the majority of the time, men seem to be wired in a more like logical let's figure this out approach. Whereas a woman are known to be stereotypically known to be more emotional and feeler versus thinker. Well, I'm female on steroids because I'm a feeler. <laughs> I am for sure. I lead with my heart. If something doesn't feel in alignment or authentic to me, I just can't. And, and that's the beauty of like being in a relationship with my husband too, because he totally balances me out. It's the polarity of like, what he brings to the table and what I bring to the table. When we come together, it's just like magic. Like we are opposites in a lot of ways, ways, but what, but what we each bring to the table, it just works so well. So anyways, I would say for, to answer your question is, um, is leading with my heart and really, um, using the emotional appeal to attract the people that I want to attract. I, I have no problem, you know, with the authenticity and the vulnerability. And I think that that can be a superpower for a lot of us women. So what do you think that men in your industry in the branding world could really learn from, from women? Well, I think I'll, I'll continue to 
be on the track of like, maybe men could lead with compassion and maybe men could even start leading with their hearts and, and not just, so this is, I don't, I don't ever want anything to come out wrong, but this is something that with men, it's just like, there can be toxic masculinity where they feel like they have to be just so strong and powerful. But when a man actually, you know, admits or um, shares the behind the scenes or, or they do lead with some sort of emotion, I think that, that their companies like CEOs of all of these incredible companies, if that, if there's a man leading that company, it, I think that with personal branding, if you lead with your mission and your why, if you really like do, if um, you take the emotional appeal route, if, if a man were to do that and add that into their company, I think it could attract so many more females, first of all, because all of us are like, let's sign me up. I love that mission. Um, but also it's just, it gives more of a, um, a deeper meaning behind your business. So even if you just work for the grocery store, if your grocery store just lives and breathes this mission and this, you know, the, the owner of the grocery store is just like, it's a man and he's super passionate about this why, and he makes it known, then it's like, you don't want to go to any other grocery store because you're like, I love this. And so if, if a man who doesn't currently do that, just like leads with the emotional appeal and leads with their heart, instead of feeling like they had to fit this mold mm -hmm. of, of the just super masculine man, then I think that that could be really powerful. And I'm sorry, my dog just barked. <laughs> well, we love, we love Romeo. So he's all over your Instagram, but I think, oh, yeah. I think that is so powerful summer. Like I totally agree that, I mean, my husband jokes with me that when I tell him I like, I love him when he cries and he's like, cause it's a very rare occasion, Yeah. And, but he did like, he, on our wedding, he teared mm -hmm. up when he saw me when our son was born. I just remember that moment. And there's such that it's, it's such a beautiful connection of, of vulnerability and honesty and love when you really connect on into that, into your heart and really yeah. move from that space of heart-centeredness. So let's go into a rapid-fire round to wrap it up. Okay. So, all right. So we're going to just rapid-fire. Mm -hmm. Who is your favorite movie character and why? <gasps> oh, oh gosh. Okay, this is the first thing that popped in my head. Okay, Rachel McAdams um, from – wait, what were you – oh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. <laughs> Oh, I was like, you knew Rachel McAdams? I was going to say um, Rachel McAdams from, so Allie from The Notebook. This is the first thing that popped in my mind. But now that I think about it, Wonder Woman, million percent. <laughs> <laughs> if you were queen of a country, what would be your prime focus? Oh, you've asked me this before. Um, I would say that supporting it's like somehow joining hands and supporting each other instead of competition. Like competition is like my enemy. So somehow like starting a movement to where like, how can we all come together versus like, Hey, you know, let's, let's all like, I want to do this thing and I want to grow to be the biggest. Like I just can't deal with that. There's room for all of us. So somehow I would make some sort of movement to make sure that everyone gets to do what they love and be the best at it in their own way because they're all unique. I love that. So what would, what would you consider to be your kingdom? Um, kingdom. Oh, interesting. Um, I want to say branding would be like my little playground of, of what I'm very best at. But now that I'm getting more into women's wellness, because um, kingdom to me, do you, is that just however I interpret it to mean? However you interpret yeah. it. Okay. So kingdom for me, it, what's coming up is like my playground and like my, my happy place. And so what I'm, I know that I love and what I'm good at is branding, but, um, but really I think the core of me is wellness and like fulfillment. So I mm -hmm. think what I'll say in one word, my kingdom would be true fulfillment. Awesome. So what, if your palace had a cursed star, how much money would you have to put in it daily? Oh, this is hilarious. Your questions are the best. Um, I would have to put a million dollars every single day. <laughs> it's so funny because I never knew you curse. What? I didn't say a million. I didn't curse. Yeah, no, I said if your palace had a curse jar, how much money would you have to put in it daily? Oh, I, like, I misunderstood the question. Oh, I totally the question. Oh, God. I thought you were saying, like, if it had a little piggy bank or something, how much? Okay, misunderstood. No, 
I, okay, I have to admit, this is hilarious that you asked this, Kim. This is so relevant. My husband curses way more than me because I almost never curse. Like you said, you've never heard me curse. And um, since we got married six months ago, I started, I started cursing a little bit. And I don't, I'm not like, I'm not, I'm not a huge cursor. Like it doesn't come naturally to me, but it's like who you spend your time with, you become. And I'm like, babe, you are rubbing off on me <laughs> negatively. Like now I'm just over here, like dropping some bombs. But um, if I realistically had to choose how many times a day, I would probably say like one, <laughs> if, if even. <laughs> what woman would you want to trade places with just for a day? Mm, probably Rachel Hollis right now. She's the coolest person to me. And on that note, she just shows me that it's possible to be a mom, a wife, and a business owner. And so I just want to know how that must feel. Like she's got four children. She's an incredible wife, loves her husband, has an exceptional relationship. And she's literally built an empire for the last like 10 or 12 years. And so I really admire her. Awesome. So what, hab what three habits have served you on your road to crown yourself? Hmm. Okay. Um, definitely authenticity, wellness, <laughs> um, making sure that I'm like vibrant enough to show up in day-to-day -day life and then alignment. So asking myself if this next opportunity is, a, is in alignment with my vision for the future. And then lastly, uh, well, I have two questions lastly. So if you had to have your success at twice the speed, what would you do? Okay. If I had, mm. what would you do differently? Yeah. The first thing would be figure out who I'm talking to <laughs> and what exactly I'm serving them. So those would be the two main things is like, if I could have just like eliminated the first trial and errors it, by knowing that information, I would have been successful a lot earlier. <laughs> and lastly, how do you crown yourself and what does that mean to you? Well, I love this question because on, on my show, I ask the same thing with She Lives Holy. I'm like, what does living holy mean to you? But how I crown myself is um, honestly, I take care of myself. Like I, I put myself first and that's not selfish. I, mean, I used to think it was. And the, the two in me on the Enneagram, the helper thinks that um, whenever I put myself first, it, it means that I'm being selfish, but I really had to correct that. And, and crowning myself now means that I do put myself first so that I can show up as the best version of myself for others. So um, I think that that's the first thing that comes to mind with that. But also crowning yourself to me is like such an empowering phrase. It's like you are taking full ownership of your reality and of your life. And so that's what I love about your business. And just like everything that you do is, is from a place of ownership. So I think one day I woke up, you know, and I realized that I'm in control of this life. And so making sure that, like I said, am I in alignment with who and where I want to be and taking ownership of, of every step along the way and, and knowing that I can create the reality that I want. So taking care of myself so that I can do that to the fullest and then, and then always taking ownership and never having the victim mindset and never blaming others or pointing fingers. It's all on me. <sighs> I love that. So where can our listeners find you yeah. and when does Shepreneur Branding Academy open up again for, <laughs> for anyone who really wants to take their brand and their personal brand up to the next level? Yes. Okay. So first, if you wanted to hang out with me, I'm easiest to find on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. It's at Summer Scalero, but my favorite place of all and the place that I am able to fully open up and share my favorite topics and and really get into the the juice of it all is the podcast so i have a podcast too kim's been on i forget i think through like episode number eight or something mm -hmm. um but when I, whatever episode it is go listen because it was awesome so it's called the she lives holy show so definitely instagram and um, podcast are my two faves. But then also I do have that Facebook group, um, the She Loves Holy Sisterhood. So if you want some support or just to come be with a community of like-minded women, come join that. Um, I would love to have you. And I'm also on Pinterest. So I'm starting to utilize that and it's kind of fun. I like Pinterest a lot. So that's at Summer Scalero as well. Awesome. And, oh, and then SBA, the Shepreneur Branding yes. Academy um, opens the next time will be the summertime just um, 
will be, well, how many months is that away? I don't know when you'll get this episode out, but yeah. So anyways, if you follow along, I'll be posting about it quite a lot. Um, And you can get on the wait list on her website. So be sure to go to sheilasholy.com and get on the wait list for that. Because if you are just starting your brand, you're going to want to work with this girl. She is amazing. She's super (laughs) talented and she knows her stuff. Uh, so thank you all. Thank Summer. Thank you so much for coming on and let me know what you thought of this episode. If you love this episode, please, please, please give us a five-star review on iTunes and take a screenshot of this episode and tag us at crown yourself now and at summer Scalero. So we can love on you for listening and Mm -hmm. share with us what your top takeaway was. Was it the ICA? Was it about branding? Was it about women empowerment? Let us know. And I cannot wait to connect with you in the next episode as Mm -hmm. always own your throne, mind your business (laughs) and make it rain. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.